Hi everyone, and welcome to episode... 10. <laughs> I think it's episode 10. Sure, episode 10 <laughs> of The Wayward Dragon. I don't know, because my calendar says 10, but my notebook says 11, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's 11. I think it's 10. 10.5. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but welcome back to the shit here. show. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the shit show. How uh, how have things been with you, Kelsey? They've been okay. Got got a lot of family stuff going on. Um, so I'm lucky that I'm on vacation this week. So sick and on vacation. So I mean, generally when I use vacation time, at least in the past, the last year, and this year thus far is the exception but historically speaking when i've used vacation time it's because of funerals yeah so yeah i mean this week would have been my grandma's i think 78th birthday her birthday is friday that's the main reason why i'm taking this um is i don't i don't need to be at work during that time at all <laughs> and i was supposed to be with my brother um, but I am too sick to do that. So, yeah. yeah. So, have you been there? All so. right. Uh, I've had some illness in the family and, you know, uh, dealing with some craziness. My assistant at work put in there two weeks notice and it took forever for me to find someone that could actually do the job and to fill the position so it looks like it's going to be me going back to uh 12 to 16 hour days here until i find someone else uh that sucks yeah but luckily i'm hourly so yeah this is true yeah it's more money this i can spend on true. books <laughs> I was like, what have you been reading so far this year? Um, well, so actually, I just finished uh, The Witch King by H.E. Uh, Edgman. It's... Okay. I don't even know how I found it. I stumbled across it. Uh, but it's a really interesting, different type of story. Uh, the main character, he is a trans man... Okay. Uh, he is queer, and the society that he was kind of born into and ran away from, without giving too much away from the book, is predominantly ran by the Fae. Okay. But it, within that community, you can be born what they, when they say a witch in this book series, it's someone who is born of Fae, but is not Fae. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, so that's that's the whole, without giving too much, uh, definitely interesting read, definitely interesting, different story. Of course, there's a little bit of predictability, um, deals a lot with, deals a little bit with gender norms, but not so heavily to where it's like in a lot of other things where you have queer representation of, you know, trans people where it's like, you know, it's just their struggle with being yeah. uh, accepted as trans or 
the queer representation and a lot of things is the struggle with being queer. It takes it to like a aspect of, hey, this is a thing. It's, you know, I love the fact that it's it's a defining characteristic, but it's not who they are as a person. Gotcha. And uh, so that was really enjoyable. It was really interesting. Uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not something for everyone, but for people that are into any sort of fantasy stuff or queer people, I think it's exceptional. It is very much about being comfortable with who you are as a person and not just from a, you know, queer standpoint, but who you are as an individual overall. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What about you? What have you been reading? I've been listening to Some Can See by J.R. Ed- Erickson. Because I've saved the other books in this series. Because um, you can read... It's like a 12-book... Um, what is the series actually called? A North Northern Michigan Asylum uh-huh. series. You can read the books... That, kind of apart but it's one of those ones that makes a little bit more sense if you read them in order mm-hmm. um but i'm almost done with it i've got like an hour i think an hour or two left of it but um it obviously takes place in northern michigan it's two different timelines so you kind of have to remember what's going on in which one um the first timeline is a young girl her name is sophia and she can see the dead. Um, like six months see the dead? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's the 1930s. And her... The gist of it is, is her friend that she didn't know at the time was dead. Led her to her body. Um, the town in turn thinks that she's done it. Because her fingerprints and stuff are over the crime scene. Um... Fast forward, her mom hides her and a family friend. Um, You know, she falls in love with the son type thing. And then all of a sudden she dies and you find out that she's not dead. She's been in an asylum for the last 30 years. And the friend's wife, um, when he passed away, he basically turned her in. She turned her in. And... The book is you find out who actually was the murderer and these daughters um, do find their mom. But it's kind of, she says that the story is nonfiction or fictional, you know, but there are fictional elements. You know, this did happen to people back then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, mental health has never been taken seriously in this country. And, you know, in the, all the way up until, I mean, still in some places today, but you know, up into the 70s, mental health practices and, you know, mental health facilities and hospitals were horrid. Yeah. And that's the stuff that she talks about is the treatment, you know, she doesn't go like in depth, but like there's kind of a secret society of doctors that prey upon the people that do have, you know, six sense powers and stuff. And they absolutely torture these people. Um you know, she was in electric shock therapy for like eight days and he just kept upping the dosage. He 
was doing LSD experiments on her because the LSD made it so that she could see everything more. Um, yeah, he talks about water torturing her, like holding her eyeballs open and stuff. But also, um, I won't go too into depth because they actually don't in the book, but there is some sexual abuse that does go on. I, that was really, that was one of the things I was going to say. It was yeah. really prevalent in a lot of, like, you know, I mean, they would say that a woman had hysteria and they would literally sexually mm-hmm. assault her to treat yep. her. Yeah, he talks about, she talks about how, how like, he kind of gropes her and, like, stuff like that, and, you know, she's held down to a bed and there's nothing that she can do. Yeah. So, it, yeah. But, like, that's as far as it goes. So it doesn't go... We don't go all the way. But, so, yeah. trigger warning for the book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a... I mean, it's mental health and sexual abuse yeah. of a person. You know, and it's, she says that, you know, this stuff did happen to people, but my story is completely f- false. But it's, it's yeah, the whole series is kind of like that with yeah. the asylum and stuff. Because it does, it takes place in the 30s and then in, like, the late 60s. This is the second timeline. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was. I'm almost done with it. Me being sick and got some serious brain fog going on. So, I can't pay attention for long periods of time. So, but today, this kind of leads into, I guess, in a way, for our episode for today. Because it's mainly going to be me talking. So, for this episode, we're going to be talking about. In bulk. Am I saying that right? Yes. Okay. Um, this will come out about a week, actually, beforehand. Um, but I saw kind of conflicting dates um, for this. Um, because it is a Gaelic festival. Gaelic festivals go from sunset to sunset. Because that's how their days were. Like we talked about in Samhain. So, traditionally, this was held... From the sunset of the February 1st into the sunset of February 2nd. There is, um, I don't know if you found this anywhere. There's also, because of calendar shifting and stuff, are you going to get to the... It's In some places it starts on the 31st. Well, uh, the, there's actually, later. there's uh, speculation that originally in certain areas, they actually celebrated it on the 13th. February. Yeah. So I saw like the last two weeks of January through the first two weeks of February. Yeah. Just because of how, because this is weirdly a big sheep, <laughs> sheep holiday. Um, only because it's, it deals with spring. We're on the opposite side of the calendar. So everything's starting to warm up and stuff like that. Um, I saw in one place in the Southern Hemisphere, this holiday tends to be on August 1st. I only found that in one different place. Well, yeah, so in the Southern Hemisphere, the, uh, everything's flipped. Yeah, but it tends to be halfway between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. So, the last two weeks of January through the first two weeks of February. But yes, this is a traditional Gaelic holiday. This is one of the four main Sabbaths. That are recognized as a Gaelic holiday. It's also called St. Bridget. St. Bridget's Day. Yes. St. Bridget's Day. Okay. Because yeah. I saw that spelled a lot of different ways. I. It's also known as Candlemas. 
Yes. Uh, so St. Bridget was a Gaelic goddess uh, having to do with a number a of, lot different of stuff. things. Yeah, a number of different things. Uh, but yeah. during Christianization of the Gaelic areas, uh, they actually turned her into a saint. Yep. That's what I... Yeah, I was about to get into her. Um, <laughs> I know, I don't email you my notes. I'm sorry. Because um, <laughs> that's what we'll do. We'll talk about when it's celebrated, her in general for a minute. What are some traditions? Um, kind of where the name comes from. Um, because I've, I saw a lot of different origin stories for her. The name of the day of St. Bridget's. Um, and then some things to do herbs crystals certain rituals to do so like you said she is a christianization of one of the main goddesses that when christianity came through they kind of like flopped you know made it their own but made sure that the people around could still practice what they were practicing that being said there is few historical facts about saint bridget um she did find found one of the main um Abbeys there in Ireland. She's known as like one of the mother saints. Um, she is the patron uh, saint of poetry, healing, blacksmithing, learning, protection, livestock, any form of dairy production. She's also considered a fire goddess, a sun goddess, which will play into a lot of later stuff that I found of stuff to do. So, where do we get the word St. Bridges, and where do we get the correlation? When did it become synonymous with in bulk? Um, just like any other Gaelic festival, can't really find out when this actually started to be uh, practiced, because they didn't write anything down. So, it's really hard to find out when traditions got started um we will talk about how groundhog day did get started there's a link between some things um but there are they think that a lot of like the stone um places i guess there like stonehenge and stuff like that a lot of the tombs do correlate to when this day is supposed to happen so it is relevant to the time of a lot of those things over there. Um, they just can't pinpoint when it got started. Unfortunately. Um, but there's a lot of theories on where the name. Bridges and Imbolc kind of comes from. Um, the most common explanation is that it's Old Irish. Meaning in the belly. Because this is a time when sheep are pregnant. And they are about to give birth. Um, farmers would prefer the sheep to be pregnant and calving at this time versus cows because the sheep and their little lambs could survive on the bleak vegetation that is around at this time. And the sheep's milk they can make into cheese and stuff and restore some of their food products and food stores for the winter. So I did find that. Um, but it also, I also saw that it's kind of linked to and I think this is where it hits um Roman kind of mythology with it being closer to the 14th in some places in February um because of the rituals that are involved with that Roman goddess around Valentine's Day 
of ritual cleaning and cleanliness and stuff. So I found it in some places where it could mean to wash and to cleanse oneself. Because I do see that as some things to do. Um, but I saw that linked more towards the Roman stuff. I did find there was a historian, Ronald Hutton. He thinks that Bridget and Inbulk were already related and kind of linked because of what the goddess represented and just kind of the time. And then it got linked to the saint um, just because of the stuff that's happening around that time. You know, the earth is starting to wake up. You have flowers blooming, you know, calves are being born, you know, women are, you know, themselves are giving birth too around this time. But also sometimes there's speculation that in bulk kind of comes from the word milk, um, like milk production and stuff that also happens around this time because calves are being born. Right. Uh, uh, use milk. Yep. Yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, ew, what the hell is it? Ew. Oh, it's a sheep. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really find out. That's mainly where the word the word comes from. Um, and then we'll get into some traditions. Like I've said, this they didn't really record anything of how this stuff got celebrated until modern day. So a lot of the speculation on kind of what to do has just kind of been figured out over the centuries as stuff did get written down. Um, Cause you do have the making of certain things. Um, Cause there's a practice of making bridged crosses, bridged crowns, bridged beds, um, bridged dolls. We'll go into all that stuff later. Um, are you going to go into the penis wand? No. No. No, I figured we kind of keep this PG. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. Because, like, the website that I sent you, they go into, like, what um, you can put on your altar and stuff. I found a couple of places of, like, how to decorate your altar, certain rituals that you can do, because there are fertility spells and rituals to do because it is the time for babies <laughs> so kind of let them that speak for themselves um but it is said that on the eve of the festival that she would visit your home um but you had to do certain things in order to receive her blessing Bridget's blessing before Bridget's day would start. Um, you would have to make a bed for her and just kind of like invite her into your home. Um, you would leave her a food and drink offering. You would also leave like um, scraps, like strips of clothing outside for her to bless. And that would be used as one protection for the home. But you could repair your own clothes with it. It was a time to invoke her blessing to protect your house and your livestock. Um, later on, holy wells would be visited. So you start to get like a water aspect get tied to this. Um, I saw in certain places that they would make an offering out into the water of like porridge or something. Um, but I saw that more on like the coast, I guess, of Ireland where there's 
you can have access to water in some places where like you would like prepare your home and like she would visit you you would sometimes in some places they would symbolically do this so either somebody from your own family um would dress up as her so you know flower crown and everything um they would circle your home three times carrying rushes which is a grass reed which you make your uh, bridges crosses out of they would knock three times ask to be let in and they would put the rushes across the threshold some of them would be and then some of them would be made into the cross and stuff in some places they would leave the food and offerings out into the barn because that's where your livestock is um i saw in some places they would take they would let the fire die out in their home their hearth fire they would smooth the ashes out so they would smooth the ashes out if you did not get like a message or like a sign that the ashes had been disturbed in any way um if you got that they were disturbed that means you were gonna have good luck for the rest of the year if you did not you would have to bury a corkle which was like an animal sacrifice is what i gathered at the meeting of three streams as an offering and you would burn certain incense in your fire that night to kind of reverse the bad fortune um, I saw in other places they would make like a huge doll effigy and carry that house to house and you either gave it food, like make a food offering or like add something to the decoration of the doll and then it would kind of be like paraded in town and everything. I also saw where they would take um, the young women, um, young girls and unmarried women around and they would do the same thing. And then, like, boys did a certain thing at night, like, being asked to be in the house and stuff. It was a little, it was a little weird. But just like any holiday, it's a time for divination. So this is where we're going to get into where some people think that we get Groundhog's Day from. Because it does happen around the same time on the holiday. Because there's an old tradition of watching to see if serpents or badgers would come out of their winter dens. So... It was believed during this time that a certain, like, fae, I can't say her name, C-A-I-L-L-E-A-C-H. She's a really old, like, fae. I have a picture of her for our post that gets going to go up later. Spell it for me again. C-A-I-L-L-E-A-C-H. Uh, Kali, 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 Kali. I don't know how to pronounce that. Kaliach. Kaliach. So Kaliach. it was believed during this time, um, because she's like an older, older like fey looking person. Um, but it was around this time. Yeah, she's a crone. Yeah. She's a crone. Thank you. That word was explaining or escaping me. <laughs> <You're good. laughs> um, it was around this time it was believed that she would get leave her winter dwelling to gather more firewood. So you wanted it to be dark and disgusting because if she didn't go out and gather more firewood, 
because it was a gross day, then that meant that winter was almost done. Because if it was a sunny day for in bulk, that meant that you're going to have more winter. So that's where, you, that's where they think Groundhog's Day kind of comes from. Because you would look to see if your badgers or your serpents, which a badger, groundhog can be, a, I guess, a badger. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm going to include a picture of her on our Instagram post so that people kind of see who we're talking about. Um, but yeah, that's where scholars think that we get our Groundhog's Day because it does happen around the same time of the calendar. If you go, that in bulk happens on February 1st into February 2nd. All right. Now, now we're done with all the weird stuff. I mean, we're about to get even weirder. Um, so I did find a website. It's called learningreligions.com. Um, they had a really great page on how to set up an altar for in bulk and any major holiday. They'll walk you through that. They have also um, rituals and stuff to do during this time, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so things for your altar, if you're going to set up an altar for this time, um, you can set up a bridge, um, a bridged crown, which if you make one to physically wear it, please do not make it with candles go buy electric lights or little light up candles. Do not put candles on your head. Um, but a birch crown is like a combination of like um, grass reeds and flowers that are blooming at the time and candles. Um, normally you make it for your altar. I have a picture that I'm going to post because you would put snowdrops, which is a flower um, or iris. Um, you can put swan feathers um, the reason for that is swans do mate for life, if no one knew that. So it, it's kind of a symbol of loyalty um, and faithfulness because it's a time of fertility and stuff like that. So you would want a life partner for that, I guess. Um, the Bridget Cross, which you make out of reeds. Um, it's a square. I'm going to also post a picture of that, too. Um, a Bridges doll, which you can make out of reeds. Um, I saw in some places you make it out of corn husks. I'm going to include both. Yeah, so it's referred to as a corn dolly. And uh, yeah. you can also put it in the uh, Bridget's bed to yep. br help bring in fertility in the land or in your life. Uh, yeah. There's some other stuff that can also go along with that, but you wanted to keep it PG. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll just leave I don't it really... I'll just leave yeah. it at this. You can also place a wand of a certain shape into mm -hmm. the bed as well and just leave yep. it at that. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you can make your own wand with like acorns and birch and like yeah, and that's supposed to look like that. Um, your doll. I saw they on the website I was that I sent you the learning religions. There's a lady. She talks about how or maybe it was the other website. I didn't send it to you. Um, there's another one that I found that the day of their in bulk festival that they have at their home, they go on a walk, a hike, and they make the doll out of stuff that they find on the hike. So I thought that was kind of interesting. 
That is interesting. I have not seen or heard of that practice. Yeah. She's like, I go on a walk. I go on a hike on like a path I haven't gone on for a really long time. And I, um, uh, that's what I used to make my doll out of that night is I just get some like recycled fabric that I haven't used from like a craft I've, I've been doing. And I make the doll out of the flower, the flowers and like the reeds and stuff that I find on my walk. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Poems, because she is the goddess, the patron saint of poem, poetry. Poems either you've written yourself or poems about her, certain healing herbs. And because she is the goddess of blacksmithing, a cauldron or a chalice, um, you can make wooden carvings of like, your livestock that you have that you try to that you're trying to protect to put on your altar or like sheep and then i found you can use white green or red candles i saw a lot of different colors but those were kind of like the three main ones the white for purity the green for burst of light and then the red of that is the color of the blood of life and then things to do during this time so it's a great time to plant seeds or bulbs um, and plan your garden out for the upcoming year because it is almost time to, if you're going to do stuff in seedlings, you will have to start it not long after this festival. Um, make a seed cake or any form of anything that involves a dairy product. Um, so any type of cookies, cakes, brownies, Anything like that that would involve a dairy. And if you are like us, make sure you take plenty of lactate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, use a dairy alternative. I don't think she would mind. Or, you know, die from the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's whatever. Yeah. Um, I found on the Learning Religions website, she does walk you through a couple of different prayers. If you want to have, like, a prayer over your meal... And stuff like that for all during the day. She'll walk you through. Also, they'll walk you through to how to make an in bulk incense blend and an ins um an oil blend, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, you can make the Bridget Cross, the doll, the bed, the crown. You know, that's also stuff not only for your altar, but that is stuff that you can like involve your kids with and stuff like that. Ritually cleaning one yourself. You know, starting with a blank slate of, um, you know, your energy, not only, I mean, I think that you should be doing that more often than once a year, in my opinion, but (laughs) that's up to you. Um, I do it probably more often than most folks, but everyone's personal thing. Um, It's a good time to cleanse um, your house, too, and make sure that when you are cleansing your house, um, you do open a window so that. All that bed juju can go other places. Um, I saw that it's a good time to do fire scrying, which I thought was kind of interesting because she's a sun goddess and stuff like that. So anything to do with fire, um, I saw like making um, fire starters like with your kids and stuff is a good thing to do during this time to make ice candles. The website kind of walks you through that, which I thought was kind of interesting. What? What are ice candles? It looks like like you make clear jello, like a uh-huh. clear paraffin wax candle, and you put like a colored light in it. Huh. 
Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was interesting. like, that's kind of. I was when you said ice candles. My first thought was, I don't know if you remember in the nineties there was uh, those gooey candles. That that's like what they look like. Foods. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what came to my mind. My mom had a bunch of those, and she's like, "We can't ever burn these." And I'm like, <laughs> "What's the point of having a candle? Yeah, what's the point of having them? Burn it. it." Yeah, yeah, that's what they look like. Is those weird things? Okay. Um, making that wand. Um, throwing stones because you can't go outside to do a lot of the other like divinations that are involved with other holidays, and eating foods that are made from your fall harvested stuff. So a lot of potatoes, <laughs> onions, stuff like that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. So crystals for this time. So if you're going to do like a ritual blessing or anything on your house, because it is a time to do, you know, magic involving, you know, opening that creative outlet, doing fertility spells, you know, make sure that all parties are consenting when you are doing certain fertility love spells um, and then releasing old emotions. So crystals for this time, or if you just want to have them around your house or like your altar or something. Um, Carlean, which is actually, I, I have this one and I wear this one. I don't have it on me. Um, because I have a temper (laughs) and that's why I wear it. Um, did you Amethyst. say carnelian? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually have... I don't have it on me right now, but in my other set that I have, I've got... Um, it's that one that normally sits like right here. And um, I have a vent- some form of adventure green. It's orange. Uh-huh. Um, I got that one after my grandma passed. Um, amethyst moonstone malchite which i actually i wear normally all the time that's that was it, it, malachite is malachite well okay malachite <laughs> whatever you're good calcite calcite i don't know how to pronounce this one throw it at me c h r y s o c o L-L-A. Chrysocala. Chrysocala? Okay. It is Okay. Um, smoky Quartz, Bloodstone, Granite, Onyx, Ruby, and Turquoise. Um, herbs for this time. If you're going to make like an herb blend or use this in your um, like fertility spells. Acorns, Basil, Lavender, Rosemary, Jasmine, Bay Leaves, Reeds, um, cinnamon, um, blackberries, colt's foot, um, and ginger. Is Galanga on there? Galanga? No. Just curious know. if it was or not. I probably saw that, thought the word looked too hard, and probably didn't write it down. <laughs> it, it's similar to ginger. It's similar to ginger and turmeric. It's got a bit more of a bite gotcha gotcha yeah no i'm kalinga the is it like a how do you spell that g-a nope nope no because i saw there's 
they talk about like a serpent energy. Bridget is closely related to the serpent energy because of that's how paths are seen as you know serpents and stuff like that. And the German, the ginger awakens the serpent energy within you. So, so that way you go on your path and stuff like that. I will have to send you some, just like, or if you can find some, just take like a little bit of the root and chew on it. Oh, it, it'll give you some fire. Let me tell you. (laughs) I'll tell you what. It'll give you, it's got a kick to it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so trees at this time, birch, evergreens, blackhorns, blackthorns, rowan, or uh, or willow trees. The rowan or Lewis. It's part of the, and we're going to talk about this on a later episode, but the Celtic trees alphabet. It's the tree that's present during this time, which I can say because... It's the Celtic tree month of Rowan started on the thirty first or on the twenty first. So you're talking about the OM? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because my my dad and my stepmom got me like a calendar of all that stuff this year, so I put it up where we record. And then the willow is the fourth tree in the alphabet, but it's a shapeshifter of consciousness and emotion. But like the Rowan, it it wards against evil, so it's a good idea to like put some either like grow a tree near your front door or your back door, or put some twigs of that near your entrance if you can't have the tree itself close nearby. The berries look like a pentagram because they're five pointed. But yeah, that's all I have for this one. It's a sheep holiday. <laughs> it's holidays for the sheep's. It is. It's for the sheep. Sheeps and babies. Sheeps and babies. I mean, you know, if that didn't the two of the most important things in life, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Sheep and sheep and babies. The only thing more important than babies is sheep. Yeah. Sheep cheese. Sheep milk. Sheep cheese. And um yeah, preparing for the spring. So getting all your crops in order, like what seeds you're going to plant, and uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So our next topic, which I am super excited about, is uh, we are doing Eastern horoscopes. Yes. So we're going to have a little story time and yes. possibly a special guest. Yes. Uh, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. everyone knows, like, the normal Zodiacs. And there's more than just your normal... Uh, yeah, everyone knows the Western... Yeah. ...fairly well. Uh, <laughs> but the Eastern... To me, the Eastern's always been more interesting. But, like I said, we'll get into that when we do that episode. hmm Because it delves into elements and all sorts of other stuff. And I'll mm-hmm. drop my little nerdy Easter eggs in there for anime <laughs> fans because there's several anime that tie into it. And one in particular uh, I'll be bringing up. Okay. Yeah. So we make Kelsey watch some anime. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's, it's a good story, though. 
I was like, they're good storylines, so don't get me wrong. Like, that's just not my cup of tea. But there's a cute little kitty in it, and a mouse, and a tiger, and a dog, and there's a bunny, and the bunny's like the best character ever. <laughs> as long as the dog isn't a girl beforehand, and we're okay. <laughs> no. Higher spoiler alert for anyone who's never seen Fruits Basket. No, it's a guy beforehand. Okay. All right. As long as it's not a little girl beforehand. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> we will be back here in two weeks for that. I hope you're all excited as we are. Yeah. I've never gone into Eastern Horoscopes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get off here, cutting the episode a little early, because so Kelsey can have a little bit of extra rest and all <laughs> that fun stuff. Yeah. But if you would like to come say hi, you can come say hi on our Facebook page and our new Instagram page. On our Instagram page, I will be posting pictures that are relative to the episodes. So for this episode, I will be posting pictures of the Bridges dolls, um, the crown, the cross, um, and anything else we need feel that we need to post a picture with. Um, there is a cat tax photo of my cats. <laughs> Two of my cats. Um, so if you need visuals the episode come say hi on instagram come send us an email if you have a story that you would like us to know or if we've messed up in any way at the wayward dragons at gmail.com tell your friends yeah please tell your friends and rate your view and subscribe as we are on itunes and i think that's it until next time until then i'm johnny and this is kelsey Bye. Bye.